Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Todd Ellis will be calling it for South Carolina. He is the voice of the Gamecocks, kind enough to join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Todd, welcome back. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to be with you. I'm frankly pleased we got a conference game early on. I like to get right into it. As my man Steve Spurrier used to say, although not about Arkansas, but about playing Georgia, I like playing them early because they always had one or two guys suspended. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it may work out just fine for the Gamecocks, not because of suspension, but because of injury. They've got a couple of key guys on defense and yeah. one of their top running backs who look to be unavailable this weekend. Um, let me ask you about the Gamecocks. Um, there were a couple of things that were impressive and a couple of things that were a little bit surprising, I think. What did you learn in week one? Well, wasn't too surprised about too much. I, I think people hear Georgia State and a uh, program that's only 13 years old, and they say, okay, you got your NFCS opponent. Why don't you whip up on it? Why was it close going into the fourth quarter? I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, Sean Elliott, a former assistant under Coach Burrier and a former interim coach here, has that program going on. They've won seven of their last eight games. He's recruited, obviously, in a very uh, wealthy and deep area of uh of Georgia to get a lot of good players there up front and, and uh, they've got it going on. It was not your regular kind of opener. Mm-hmm. Having said that, though, there were times that we did not look good. We did not run the ball well against the defensive front. It was quality, but certainly not what we're going to be facing this weekend by any means. That's the biggest concern. And then Georgia State, who averaged 225 yards a game a year ago, did crease us a couple times for some big runs, and that's always a, a concern. You're going to give those up occasionally, particularly in the Southeastern Conference with the talent. But, you know, we we, we were a little weak against the run, didn't run the ball very well. Other than that, um, nothing really surprised me. Uh, yeah, five yards of carry was a thing that stood out, but you're saying largely made up of a couple of long runs or a, part, a good portion of that? Well, you know, they're a talented team that was eighth in the country a year ago, Georgia State was, in rushing the football. And that's after you get past the academies and all of that crowd that normally is up there at the top of the uh, the country listing and the national listings for that. So they're, they're good at it. Uh, and we knew they'd you know, be 100-plus yards based on what they were going to do. But they got a 44-yarder and a 41-yarder that yeah. added to that 200 yards rushing. And uh yeah, that's not good. They count. The last I checked, those runs count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but that is a little but more understandable. That, yeah, yeah, maybe it's something you can clean up with gap sure. control because that was that's what it looked like to me. Well, against the pass, yeah, against the pass, very impressive. Uh, Todd, seven of twenty nine is all they allowed. Uh, one pick, one touchdown by Georgia State. Um, is that you think this will be indicative of what what you guys will get this year? I mean, is, it, is this defense better set up against? Pass or, or or run or I guess maybe it'll depend on opponent and matchups. Oh, it was a year ago. You know, we led the league in takeaways uh, and pass defense were in the top ten in the country. The problem was we couldn't stop the run, so that would tell you that everybody's running the football against you. And uh, you maybe because of two things, you weren't very good against the run, or your pass defense was so good they were not going to test it very often. So it's not something you can win with. You have to be balanced. You don't, You can't stop the run all the time. You can't stop the pass in this league. Too many good offenses around. But we've got to be better stopping the run. Nobody wins more than a handful of games uh, not being good against the run. You're not going to do it every week. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas poses as big a threat as we'll see all season with regard to their commitment to being physical and running the football from what I've seen. Yeah and their ability to do so. And Jefferson, obviously, is a tremendous element. It apparently has no top-end 
uh, Coach, I'm tired. I need to come out of the game. I mean, you know, I think I thought I saw 18 carries this past week for him, plus efficient throwing the football again. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah. There are a lot of guys. There's not a lot. There's guys out there that can run and throw, but you do it that much, and you would think the percentage, completion percentage would drop down and there'd be some problems. And He's just a machine, and uh, he's going to give everybody problems this year, and, and certainly we've got to account for him this weekend. Well, I, w- I asked two whole questions before asking about your dual-threat quarterback, so let's get into Spencer Rattler and what you have seen from him through camp and game one. Um, you know, Again, we all saw the numbers from Oklahoma and the performance there. Um, and I know he threw a couple of picks this weekend, but what's what's your evaluation of him so far? Well, he's absolutely the real deal. I can tell you that, being around quarterbacks and playing the position for 30 years. Um, uh, I He's as smooth in everything that he does, athletically, delivery, setting his feet up under him, balance, always being in the right place, poised. All of that is there. Now, he's got some Todd Ellis in him. He'll throw some picks for, um, and, and press the ball a little bit occasionally. And uh, that's not a good thing. Get to pull the reins back. And I'm one of those guys that would send him a message every time he came off the sidelines that you do not have to make every play. We have a duty around you to make plays as well. Don't press. Just let the game come to you. And the one bad throw he had this weekend was that it was third and short. And we had a man open in the flat, and he tried to push it down the field into a an area that was not open and through the pick. The other one was a deflection off of probably a ball the receiver should have caught. But, you know, other than that, this guy is big, big-time, big-time player. It's going to help us a lot. What's the offense have to fix? Uh, it got to run the ball more consistently. We averaged, you mentioned the five yards of carry for Georgia State. We just were averaging like 2.3 yards of carry, and we've got better backs than that. It's a, it's a problem we had a year ago. With the exception of one or two games, we seem to get we got better at it at the end of the season. We rushed the ball effectively against North Carolina in the bowl game. It's a veteran offensive line. We need to be more sure-footed and more physical up front. We could learn a few things from what Arkansas has done over the last couple of years, and, and that's the one thing I see offensively. I, I believe in Coach Satterfield as an offensive coordinator and, and balance and being a sophisticated offense. We've got a lot of good receivers. I'm not sure there's an absolute standout yet in the bunch that everybody's scared of on the other uh, the other team. But if we can make enough plays throwing the football, we've got to be able to run it. We've got to run the ball. Talking to Todd Ellis, the voice of the Gamecocks on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Something weird is going on with their phones right now. I don't know what just happened there, but uh, anyway, we still got them, so that's good. Um, okay, what about specific to the matchup with Arkansas, with the defensive backside? Do you anticipate – uh, Arkansas, you know, they did give up some open guys downfield the other night, and luckily for Arkansas fans, Cincinnati couldn't make the connection on the majority of those. Uh, what's your anticipation on how they'll attack Arkansas? Well, I think Arkansas cleaned those things up. A lot of the things I saw against Cincy were, hey, first game um, mistakes. You know, you're, you're going to get a confusion or a problem in a busted coverage. They'll clean those up for the second week. We we, we have to be good and, and efficient. We got to be creative. I think we get in trouble when we're not creative and take enough chances. And so attacking this defense, you're not going to win a whole lot of battles just going. I'm going to whip the front seven. I don't see that happening with this defense. And so we got to be creative, get the ball out in a lot of different ways. Spencer can do that. Can we protect him? And can we? Um, and can our other? Uh, open space players make plays. That that's what I see against that. Certainly, the you know having not as secure. You know, we got we, we missing likely missing our free safety R.J. Roderick, who's one of the leading um, starters 
more starts than anybody else on the team is likely going to be out, and, and we're playing a freshman and um, a transfer in our secondary as well. So both those teams have some disadvantages. You have to do that, hmm. but it's got to be balanced. Everything's balanced nowadays, in my opinion. You ever seen a better special teams performance before? Maybe under uh, Frank Beamer, watching <laughs> him coach back in the day with, at Virginia Tech. But uh, you know, we blocked two punts on the opener a year ago. We hadn't we hadn't done them for touchdowns. That's the first time that's happened, and uh, I, I don't know that it's ever happened in South Carolina, if I recall. And um, you know, we had a field we had a field goal kicker who Mitch Jeter. I can tell you that if they were concerned about his inconsistencies in kickoff and on field goals, and he knocks down two fifty plus yarders the first player ever in Carolina history to do that in the same game. And so he goes out and hit a 51 and a 53 yarder. I, I, you're right. I'm, other than a huge return, I, I, you can't play any better than they played on special teams. Pete Limbo is one of my favorite people in football, the, the uh, special teams coordinator. Great guy, former head coach, and just takes a, such a pride in it. And uh, Shane brought him in. One of the first guys he hired because of that and his emphasis on special teams. But um, you know, it's a, obviously nowadays all these guys can coach. You know, they pay a bunch of money for these coaches. You, a lot of them can coach. It's all about the players most of the time. But you can get an edge in the special teams, and, and Shane right now is trying to take advantage of that. And you guys also converted a fake field goal, is that right? Yes. Excuse me. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that was with a you know a new holder, and the guy ran physical in there and got it into the red zone, and ended up being a score. Hmm. on the very next play, and he had to run for it and drop the shoulder and everything else. So, you know, we, we, we took some chances in special teams, but we do that. I mean, yeah. if Pete Limbo's, if he sees something, he's going to take, he's going to try to take advantage. Well, obviously, you know, he comes from comes from good stock, but what do you like about Coach Beamer? He seems like a positive guy. We saw the preseason video. Looks like a guy who might be pretty fun to hang out with. What's he been like to work with? Well, you hit it on the head. First of all, he's incredibly personable. And we all have been around enough coaches in our day. A lot of times you get guys who can sell or personable. They're good with the crowd, good with the fans. Uh, maybe it's not always sincere. They're just good at it. This guy is absolutely uh, sincere, and he enjoys that process. He loves being in South Carolina. He's like Bobby Bowden, I think, is what reminds me. Uh, he can sell it on the back porch of anywhere in rural South Carolina or otherwise. And you can go into your uh, corporate boardroom and sell it to the CEOs and, uh, and and make an impression as well. But unlike a lot of coaches I've been around, they often those guys are not meticulous and tough enough. And I think Shane is tough on his coaches, his assistants, which you got to be, and you also um, you got to be meticulous in your preparation. I think he gets that from his dad. He you know recently brought up to the team, which made a huge point that he takes notes in his first year here up every day during camp and, and, uh, and during the week during ball games, and brought up what they did poorly the year before and uh, what we were not going to do today, but what we did it last year, and here's the things we did positive in this ball game that, uh, a year ago, and this is where we were in our preparation. So he's very meticulous and a personal guy, and, and uh, I, I think that's going to mean a lot to our program. You know, in South Carolina, if, you're, you, know, if you want to be here, you love the place, and you're passionate about it, it goes a long way to winning a lot of hearts and minds. Todd Ellis with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. You mentioned uh, South Carolina's uh, trouble to run the ball. How did they pass protect? How was the offensive line? 
We gave up three sacks, but I don't really – I didn't think they were bad anyway. I thought the protection was pretty darn good overall. You know, you're going to have a guy who's got a skill set who can escape occasionally like Spencer does and is athletic. Sometimes he holds on to it too long. Um, you know, I, I am uh, – considering where we've been in the past with protection, I thought they did a pretty good job uh, in protecting Spencer uh, during the ball game. And a lot of those plays, we did get in third and longs. A lot of times we were – you know, don't press, don't throw it. you got to get a chance to throw it away, and I wish Spencer would have done that. But, you know, I, I think they're they're doing a pretty good job compared to other offensive lines we've had here in the past. Tied on the outside, kind of here in the West, people are thinking about, you know, Georgia, obviously, now Florida in the East, Kentucky, Tennessee, and South Carolina is that next tier. They're in South Carolina. What are the fan base, what, what are they thinking about South Carolina in this season? Well, I respect Florida, but I'm not a believer in them yet. I mean, I, I just not. We we put it on them a year ago. Um, now obviously, that was Dan Mullen's end, and things were down. Uh, I'm not sure that their back is it yet. Georgia is the real deal. We all know that. I mean, that defense is as good as I've seen. I, I don't know how. I mean, we got a guy named Lavoisier Carroll who transferred from Georgia to us to play tailback. He's the number five tailback in, in the country. And they moved him to defensive back. <laughs> That's how luxury the luxury they got at Georgia. And uh, so he's come over to South Carolina. And I think right now players they've got, and Coach Smart's doing a great job there. The, the thing I like about Georgia, it does kind of go back to Vince Dooley, the style he had. They were so good, they just kept it simple. You know, they never put themselves in jeopardy. They, you, you know, it may be kind of close. But you realize they've not strained themselves one time. They run base packages, base defenses, base offenses, and then they let their great players beat you in the end. And uh, I, I think they're head and shoulders above others. I don't know, other than uh, Levis, the quarterback at Kentucky. You know, they they lost some guys. I, I think they've been one of the toughest teams. I respect uh, those their staff and, and it's Coach Stoops in a lot of ways because. They're one of the teams you go around the league and you know exactly who they are. They have an identity. They're good in certain ways. They play physical. And you're never fooled. Kentucky's not fooled about who they are. They definitely have a climate and a culture over there that they know what they're doing. But, you know, Florida, I'm not so sure about as of yet. We shall see. And Tennessee, while they just beat the dog out of us last year, and I think Josh Eiffel's a great uh, play caller, you know, they, they – you can pick up on that offense. I mean, they only they they do a few things, and they spread you out, try to split you with some athletes, and I think some of that can be defended. But we got them late in the year, and uh, it, it'll be interesting right before the Clemson game to to take on Tennessee and see what we see, see on film by that time. Todd, safe travels to Fayetteville. Thanks for the time today. Great to be with you guys. Have a good football weekend. Thank you. Thank take you. care. Todd Ellis, the voice of the Gamecocks, joining us.